Hey, hey, hey. So this week we have our special guest, Tamika Sims, who is the owner of the Ink Pen Diva, which I absolutely love your business name, by the way. So, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And so, Tamika, thank you for being a guest on the show, and we'll kind of dive right into it. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into creating the Ink Pen Diva. Awesome. Thank you so much again for this wonderful opportunity. Um, This journey all started for me after I escaped an abusive relationship of almost 10 years. Um, It was just one of those things where I've always been passionate about writing and about words and books and things of that nature. But when I found myself in that abusive relationship, all of my personal passions kind of found themselves lying dormant on the inside of me. And so my promise to myself was that if I ever got an opportunity to escape that relationship with my life, that I would go full speed ahead into pursuing my passion. And so I came back to writing. And I actually wrote and published my first book in September of 2011. And from there, it has led to me writing four books. And um, the launch of my business happened in 2014. So I'll be in business five years next year, and this is my second year of full-time entrepreneurship. But it all came from me taking that personal pain that I was experiencing and turning it into personal power, and thus it led to the creation of my business. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That mm-hmm. says a lot. And I love that, that you were able to take what many would just kind of bury, you know, and try to put it, in the past and leave it there, and you have really used that to create a brand-new life, so to speak. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I tell women all the time, and especially for those that are survivors of domestic violence or any sort of trauma, is that you can succumb to the pain of that or you can take that and let that be fuel for your passion. And I chose the latter. It's very easy for us to quit or to give in or say, you know what, this is just not worth it. I can't do it. But when you tap into that inner resilience and you find your ability to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, I can promise you that life is so much better on the other side. Mm. And so when it comes to working with your clients, is that kind of your approach where you're, you're kind of trying to dig that out of them to help them facilitate that in their books? It is. Um, I always, you know, I tell myself, I tell my clients that there are people that are purpose pushers. There are individuals that know how to push you into the next level and give you that little kick if you need it. But I'm a purpose (laughs) puller. I know how to dig down on the inside of you and pull out from you that which you need to share with your audience. And the reason that I'm very good with that part is because I had to do that myself. It is very difficult when you are in a position to write and tell your life story. And there is a lot of emotional pain and weight that you experience. And so I'm able to pull that out of my clients because I understand having gone through that firsthand myself. So that's exactly a, 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 um, a core foundational principle of the work that I do with them every day. Do you find work to be therapeutic? Like I hear a lot of people say that, you know, do you find that to be so across the board? Absolutely. Absolutely. I always tell folks, you know, no matter what's happening in your life, don't ever put put down your pen. Don't ever stop writing. 
and don't ever let anyone else hold the pen and write your life story. I believe that it positions us to, thank you, and I believe it positions us to stand in a space of truth, not someone else's truth, not what we believe to be true, but standing in the truth of our lives that we are owning and using that to our advantage. And in in turn, really helping and inspiring and empowering other people to do the same. Absolutely, absolutely. Just hearing you is is it's inspiring. Like wow, you know, just to know that somebody <laughs> took ten years worth of pain and has completely used it to transition their lives is beautiful to me. Well, thank you. And honestly, and it's been 10 years since I've been out of that relationship. So this is a full circle moment for me. You know, for so wow. many years, I, I listened to him say to me, you know, that I wasn't smart enough, that I was too stupid, that no one would ever want to hear anything that I ever had to say. And how dare I consider myself a speaker or a teacher or anything like that. And so now when I'm able to operate in my business 100% on my own, I think of his words, but his words are just the gasoline that I need to keep moving and to keep pushing because I realize at the end of the day that I have to do this for me, you know, because I could have let someone else stop me, but I'm doing this for me and for the people who need the gifts on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I mean, I imagine there's so many lives that you've touched just within, you know, you taking that leap and honoring that commitment that you made to yourself. I have. Yeah, I've worked with, at this stage, almost 100 authors. Wow. I've worked with almost 100 authors. I've worked with, uh, I have children. My youngest author was nine years old at the time that she published. I've worked with children authors. I've worked with men and women, black and white, young and old, Christian, other religions, like my clients run the gamut. And I'm just so honored that they choose me or they chose me to stand in the space with them because it's not easy, you know, wanting to be in a position to tell your life story because there are so many people that will judge you, that will talk about you, friends and family will want to have nothing to do with you. But if you're connected to your why and you stay connected to your why, you can really deliver the message that you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so what do you would you say is kind of one of the – the key things that people need to tap into when they're looking to create a piece? Um, Honestly, they have to be willing to tap into themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be willing to go deep within themselves to pull out the most painful, most embarrassing, most traumatic experiences, if that's the story that they're telling in order to really create a valuable experience for their reader. You know, I may never get an opportunity to physically touch an individual, but my words can span the globe. And my words will be here long after I'm gone, after I have left this earth, right? And so because of that, it requires, it requires uh, digging deeply on the inside of me so that I can do a good job and impact generations um, and impact lives for generations to come. I think that's key there because I think with writing, something that's so personal, I think about like, for instance, when people are journaling, right? You know, they grab Mm -hmm. their journal, they're writing down all those thoughts and, 
you know, the things, the deep down secrets that you don't feel comfortable talking about, so you're comfortable writing it down. But to imagine taking those thoughts and then sharing them with the world, it really does put you in this vulnerable state. And I think it takes a really strong person to be willing to, set, you know, do something like that. Yeah, and I'm glad you used the word vulnerable because that's exactly what it takes. That's really what the writing journey is about. It's about vulnerability. It's about transparency. It's about you willing to take off the mask, remove the blinders, and put yourself out there, like shine the spotlight on you and say, because, you know, oftentimes we see people in the space that they're in now, but we have no idea of how they got there. And those that are led to write a book about their life, they can say, this is how I got here. You know, this has mm-hmm. been my journey. I've, I'm a real woman or a real man. I've had real life experiences, but I didn't allow those things to stop me. See, it's all about telling the story of transformation, you know, and yeah, I've had painful experiences, but that's transformed me into the woman and into the business owner that I am today. And so the other thing that it does is it, it causes us to embrace all of who we are. Many of us want to forget our past, but you can't do that. You have to embrace your past, knowing that that was a season in your life that you needed to get you to where you are today. Exactly, exactly, because without those experiences, you just, you wouldn't be who you are, but you're right, you know. So many times those deep down secrets, those things that you feel will, you know, people will judge you for, you try to forget. When right. in essence, that's, that's the, the testimony that people mm-hmm. really need to hear. Exactly. And you know what? Honestly, who cares? You know, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the question that we, that we have to ask ourselves. Who cares and so what? Because if we allow the opinions of others to stop us, we'll always be stopped and we'll never accomplish anything great because somebody somewhere will always have something to say. So you keep moving in spite of, right, Right. regardless of, in the midst of, no matter what's happening, you keep moving because you know that this is bigger than you. This is not just about me writing a book. This is about me giving myself permission to tell my story so that I could then stand in a place to give other people permission to do the same, mm-hmm. you know. And so when we look at it from that standpoint, it puts us in a different sort of position. It lets us know that, man, this is so much bigger than this moment that I'm enduring of somebody else's scrutiny or jealousy or whatever or anger. You know, this is bigger than this moment. So I can take what you dish to me for the greater good. Right, right. You know, at least you, that's my position. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you do you find yourself having to, when you're working with clients, to kind of walk them through that process in conjunction with the writing part? part? Because I imagine oh, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the emotion. Yeah, the emotional part is the hardest. The emotional part is the hardest. And, you know, many of them, and, you know, and I tell them, I said, here's the thing about life, is that when we're dealing with life, life involves real people, families, friends, um, coworkers. It's real people. So these situations or circumstances that you've gone through involve people that you more than likely knew or know and love. You know, people Mm -hmm. that are very active in your life today. So that's challenging. So I do help them to navigate through that part. And I also tell them this. I said, when you make that decision, you can expect every suppressed memory, 
every skeleton that was ever in the closet to come back out and stand in your living room floor. <laughs> you know, if you can just mm. visualize everything that you thought you put away for 10, 15, 20 years or more, all of a sudden to be standing there facing you. So you have a choice to make. Now, the beautiful thing about my clients is that they don't have to make that choice alone. But imagine those who don't, who are attempting to write their life story without this additional support. It's a challenge. It's hard when my clients have me, so I know how much harder it is for those that don't. So it's, it's, you're always going to have to deal with the emotional weight first and oftentimes um, throughout the journey until the writing is complete. Mm-hmm. I imagine so. I, I, I mean, I just think about it when you're – tapping into something like that, you're digging into trauma. You know, you're yes. some of that stuff you, you've never really dealt with, which could even, you know, bring up an opportunity to seek counseling outside of it because you just, it's undealt with sometimes. And you don't realize right. it because you, you pressed it down. You suppressed it so much that you, you tried to forget about it. But here you are kind of pushing and pulling it out of yourself to get it on paper. So I, I can't imagine, you know, what, to sit with that on your own, you know, consistently and having to read it over and over again and, you know, try to get oh, it right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what? I always tell people when I'm asked for advice, whether they're a client or not, I always tell them the paper is forgiving, right? The mm. paper is forgiving. If you give it all to the paper, those pages are not going to judge you. They're not going to hold anything against you. The paper is designed to receive and hold everything that you want to give it. So give it all, right? Give it all. Don't try to write with filters on. Don't try to tiptoe around those issues. Face them head on because the paper is forgiving. It's doing what it's designed to do, and that is to hold your thoughts, words, and emotions. That's That's a good one. That's a really good tip, which is funny because that's one of the questions I was going to ask. You know, what tips would you give to someone who's, you know, prepping for trying to publish a book? And So the first tip is, um, is that always, you know, make sure that you don't put down your pen. You know, I know I said that earlier in our conversation, but that's so true. Like, you got to learn how to push through those more painful moments, cry if you have to, scream if you have to, yell if you have to. Whatever you have to do, don't ever, ever, ever stop writing. So that's the first tip. Um, The second is make sure that you know who you are writing your book to. And I always give this to my clients as the very first exercise because if we don't know who we are creating this information for, then writing without knowing that really makes no sense. So we have to know who we're writing the message to to make sure that we're giving them what they need, that we're crystal clear on our message, and that we are providing true transformation through our words. And then the third tip is is always, always, always start with why. Mm. What's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your mission? What's your vision? And I can't tell you how many people can't answer those questions. You know, writing a book is not just about writing a book, it, there's a purpose behind that, and you need to know what that purpose is for you, not for anybody else, not for fame or fortune or influence, but what's the true purpose behind this? What's really your heart's agenda? Like, what's your motive? Mm-hmm. You know, is it to air dirty laundry? You know, is it? You know, is it to um, 
to share someone a how-to or a self-help book? Like what's your true purpose and what's your big vision? What do you want to see happen with your book? So those are my three um, important tips. You don't have to have a writing coach to help you walk through that process. You know, if you, if you can just remember those three tips and follow that process and from there start outlining your book. And once you have a solid outline that you're comfortable with, then move into filling in the chapter content and take it from there. That's some good advice. Look, for anybody that's listening, if you're trying to buy, start your book, that is what you need to do. And Listen, so, and I know I made it sound so easy. <laughs> I made look, it sound so easy. They're like, oh, okay, mission, why? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's definitely a journey. It will take you weeks, months. For some people, they've been sitting on books for years. So don't expect it to be an overnight process. Like you're not going to write a 20 plus chapter book in 30 days. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, so take your time, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take your time and let this information fully develop and grow into the picture that you designed it. Mm. That's and do you think that people should set, like, timelines when they're writing like that? Um, I say definitely have a goal in mind. If you want it to be completed in three months, six months, or by your birthday or an anniversary date, you know, then work towards that goal. But don't allow a deadline to hinder you. Like if you know you're 50%, you know, if, let's say, for example, a person starts today and they want to have their book finished by March of 2019, so that's six months. But by when January comes and you know you only have three chapters written out of the 20, then you may want to be a little bit more flexible with your date. You know, so just being mm-hmm. open through the process, checking in with yourself, dealing with your emotions, you may find it may take you a little bit longer than you intended, but the goal is not to complete fast. The goal is just to get finished, you know, and so there's no rush. There really is no rush. If we've been waiting 20 years, we can wait five more months, I promise you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so take, you know, so take the pressure off your shoulders and give yourself as much time as you need. You know, give yourself as much time as you need. And the other thing is, is that sometimes some folks need to have some conversations. You know, do you need to talk to your mama? Do you need to have a conversation with your dad? You know, do, do what's necessary and give yourself the time and the space to do so. That's definitely, I can imagine the conversations that need to happen before you air your dirty laundry. You know, like, oh, yeah, well, mama, oh, yeah. mama, is it okay if right. I <laughs> tell this story about Uncle Johnny, because, you know, I mean, and it, you know, and then asking yourself the question, if mama is not okay with this, am I? Ooh, you know, am I okay good. telling my story even if she's not comfortable with it? Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the self-check, gut-check sort of questions that we have to ask ourselves. Because mm-hmm. if, if, if you allow that to hinder you, then maybe you need to put this off a little bit longer until you do some more inner healing work. Absolutely. That is, that is good. Yes. So I know you, you mentioned, so you've been in business for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. you yes. are a full-time entrepreneur. And yes, ma'am. tell me, like, what do, what do you enjoy the most about entrepreneurship? Freedom. 
right? Freedom. Yes. I enjoy the ability to get up every day, set my intentions, set my goals, and do and work on my list as I need to, and having mm-hmm. the freedom and flexibility to do that, to know that I don't have to get it done between 8 to 5 or 9 to 6 or whatever the case may be, um, but I enjoy freedom. I enjoy the ability to create the lifestyle that I want to live to create what this entrepreneurial journey means to me, to create how I serve my clients. I like that freedom and space to be able to do that. So that's what I enjoy the most because my business predominantly, my clients are all over the U.S., some are in different countries, and I can serve them from wherever I am, you know, wherever I find myself in the world. Yeah, so that freedom piece is amazing. That that's that's the good part. Now there are some not so good parts <laughs> that I don't enjoy, but you know those are that's definitely the good part. And what do you think are some of those? You know that side of the entrepreneurship side that at least one that you think that people absolutely don't even think about. You know, and this may seem a bit far fetched, and I hope that no one that's listening has this experience. But I had a former client to file a civil suit against me, and I was not prepared for that. Mm. Um, now, I have contracts, of course, and all of my contracts have been view, um, you know, reviewed by my attorney. But still, the actual filing of a lawsuit as a business owner was a completely different space for me. So that, you know, and again, that's extreme. I don't expect, you know, many entrepreneurs to have that experience, but in any case, Make sure that you protect yourself from the beginning. You know, complete your appropriate business filings and get your license and make sure that you have your business covered from a legal perspective because you never know. So that's that sort of the good. downside, you know, and then being able to navigate that. What, you know, because when I was working for my job, and I've had good jobs in the past, you know, when I was working on my job, oh, that would have been a conversation for my manager or my director, you know, but now that's all three in me, <laughs> right? I'm all mm-hmm. of those things. So I had to learn how to navigate that while still, you know, um, giving that the attention it needed to be, plus still serving clients and handling new client consultations. And, you know, if I needed to attend an appointment or, you know, make some shifts, I've had to do that because when you're in business for yourself, you know, you have to be the administrative assistant, the accountant, you know, marketing director, <laughs> You know, you got to be the legal department. You got to be all of the above plus some. I mean, you may have to be the janitor. I I, I just don't know. (laughs) There are just so many roles and responsibilities that you have to take on. But this is still the absolute one of the absolute best decisions I've ever made in my life. No matter sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's I mean, no matter how difficult the days are. I always tell people that on my worst day, I am still living my dream, and that keeps me in a space of gratitude. Mm. And I really just want to thank you for even sharing that, specifically about the civil suit, because I think that that is something that when you're getting into entrepreneurship and starting your business, it's so – it's it's so far fetched. It seems it's like you never think that that would happen to you. Like what? Right. Somebody's me for what? That's you know, what like, I that's, said. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> we were good. What happened? 
I know, and then I had to check my ego at the door and say, Tamika, you know, people have reasons or whatever, and, you know, just, you know, thank God for email messaging and um, black and white contracts, you know, Mm because otherwise I I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. It could have gone either way. Um, and it's good, so, though, yeah. that you had the protections and you, you got the things that you needed in place because if not, you may not be here right now or you're functioning right. in your business capacity. So mm-hmm. I, think that, I think that's a great advice for somebody who's just getting started or thinking mm-hmm. about it because it could happen. It could. It could because, some, you know, and I was told by the judge, and I didn't know this, that folks can file civil suits far back as, you know, as back as five years or more, you know. Wow. So it, it, something could come up like this person was a client I haven't worked with in more than a year and a half. Mm. And, but, you know, again, the, the message is, is that make sure that you're protected. Like don't just enter into your business because you believe that entrepreneurship is this glamorous lifestyle. Don't get me wrong, it's wonderful. But it also comes with its own set of challenges, and you have to be prepared for that. Absolutely. You definitely yeah. do. And you have to prepare. You have to be proactive in it because when yes. it hits, it hits. You don't have time to, to juggle and figure everything out. And, and if you do, I hope you have a great legal team or somebody to coach exactly. you or walk you through the process. Exactly. And it can be costly. Exactly. It's, it's an expensive process as oh, well. Oh, so, yes. You know, then you have <laughs> judges and attorneys and all kinds of things that have to happen. Like you don't – you know, I never thought that would have happened to me either. You know, mm-hmm. I never would have thought, you could have never told me that I would ever have anything like that happen. As a matter of fact, when I was first being served by the sheriff, I was like, he can't be looking for me. Like, this must you, be You got the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you mean, Tamika Sims? Are you talking about this Tamika Sims or is there another? Because there, sir, I've never been in any trouble like so, but, yeah, that, let that be a lesson. Let my lesson be a lesson for your listeners to please protect yourself legally. Thank you, Tamika. That is awesome advice. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I think it's important that, like you said, like you just just be proactive and yes. do what you need to do so that if something happens, you are protected. Yes. Yeah. So now exactly. we are going to transition to one of my favorite parts of the show, only because all of our guests are always like, "Oh, what are you going to ask me?" So this is, <laughs> oh, I am um, saying that in my head. By the way, I am like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> where is she going with this?" But I promise it, it is not too bad. It's it's totally okay. okay. So our wild card question of the week, right? So this week is all about giving back. That is our theme for the week. Okay. What do you think is a great way for business owners to give back to their individual communities regularly? That is a great question. Um, A couple of things come to mind. One is offering a referral program um, where I, I know for me I give clients a referral fee for every new client that they send to me with a paid contract. So that's one way. Another is, is that I'm very giving and I'm really a teacher at my core. So I'm off, 
spend time offering free trainings, free webinars, free courses, free community, Facebook community groups so they can, you know, get in there and still continue to receive support from me. So those would be some of my immediate off-the-cuff answers. Mm-hmm. Which is good because I think – and the reason why we thought talking about giving back as an entrepreneur was important is because I think so many times you get caught up in the hustle and bustle of your business, yes. you know, that you will forget to kind of take a seat and say, okay, how can I help someone outside of what I do? You know, whether that's uh, – you know, I'm sponsoring somebody to go to an event or, you know, going this, you know, for the holidays, I'm going to go spend some time at the food bank, whatever it is. But right, I think it's important right. that we, I think it helps us kind of rejuvenate and refill mm-hmm. ourselves yes. so that we can continue to do what we do. Because like you said, like we we're juggling so many hats. You are a, yes. a janitor, you're an accountant, you're everything <laughs> right. that you can tap out easily. And then when you take a step back and serve, it, it just kind of brings it full circle, at least for me. And so I just wonder, like, do other people think that there are other opportunities for that or is there something that collectively entrepreneurs can do, whether that's fundraising or something? I think we can all be in service to one another at any time, at any given moment, you know, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you used the word serve because that's what giving is, giving is service. You know, living this entrepreneurial journey, I tell folks, is sort of a 100% faith-based or faith, <clears throat> excuse me, faith lifestyle, right? It's a 100% faith lifestyle. And so as a part of that is giving. We have to be willing to serve one another. I you know, maybe my service is mentoring uh, another business owner mm-hmm. who has some specific questions, and my particular area of expertise can help her. So that would be one act of giving a service. Or another friend of mine, she's hosting a conference. Well, I've helped her every day, and we're, I'm calling her every day to check on her. That's me serving her to make sure that mm-hmm. her conference is going to be the best that it can be. So there are opportunities that exist around us all the time, and they don't have to necessarily be about money. Sometimes it's about your presence. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's about can you stand here with me and, and, you know, stand at the registration table? Can you walk around and make sure my vendors are comfortable? I'm hosting an event. Can you show up and volunteer? Like, you know, our presence also is a huge service. that lets people know that not only do I care, but I'm willing to get my hands dirty and help you further your cause, and that means so much. Mm-hmm. It do- it definitely does, Be- especially like you're. A lot of times we're one woman, one man shows. So to have the extra support, it it means so much. Yes, it it really it does. Just means it really so does. Much. So I just want to thank you so much. Thank you. This has been so <laughs> much fun. I'm so glad um, that you are, you've been on the show, that you've shared so many thank tips you. Me too. with us. And before we kind of close out, I definitely want for our listeners to be able to get in contact with you. So how can they reach you? That would be great. So, of course, they can send me an email um, to Tamika at inkpendiva.com. My website is being redesigned, so that's why I'm not giving my website tonight, but um, they can definitely send me an email to that email address. And, of course, connect with me on social media. It's facebook.com 
forward slash Ink Pandiva. And on Instagram, it's Instagram.com at Get Right With Tamika. So those are my, you know, of course, they, and they can send me a personal friend request if they choose. But as far as from a business page perspective, writing tips and things to help them along their journey, those would be the two pages to connect with and follow. Awesome. Thank you again for being on the show. And Thank we're you. looking forward to hearing more about the people that you supported with pushing out those purpose books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Hey, hey, that was our episode with Tamika Sims from the Ink Pen Diva. And we're so excited that she came on and dropped those gems. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are really thinking about writing a book, which is one of the reasons why I thought it was like perfect to have her on because a book is like the new business card these days, they say. So Thank you again for Tamika being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, As you guys know, if you have questions, comments, or want your question addressed on the show, let us know. Email me at info at agnespagan.com. And of course, share this show with anyone that you know might need these tips, resources, and we'll see you next week.